0: Traveling
1: the
2: Vortex We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex Red, red, red And landed episode number 214 And it all started out as a mild curiosity about a TV show And it turned out to be quite a great podcast I'm Keith I'm Sean I'm Glenn How are you guys? I'm good. Feeling a little angry. Why are you angry? I don't know. Pent up rage, I guess. I don't know. We're don't not know. allowed to feel angry.
0: I am. White noise has <laughs> cut that
2: out. Did
0: you just say we'll chip again? I,
2: I, off, I turned off my chip. You can do that? Fancily.
0: And But then you can't live in the needle anymore.
2: Yeah, I'm living underground.
1: You can't watch Transformers movies either.
2: I'm okay with that.
1: Because then you get angry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was bad Yeah <laughs> What'd you guys do this week? <laughs> Swing us
1: I watched a couple movies What'd you watch? We uh, we watched Cirque du Soleil, Worlds Away Which was on uh, Netflix I don't remember what we were going to watch Something else And uh not, not that that was like, you know.
2: <laughs> we were that that watching something else. It, it,
1: it, it was in the instant queue. You know, you uh, pile, uh, pile yeah. stuff in the instant queue. Right. It's like, I'll get around to that eventually. And then they say it's going away. And it's like, well, I guess I better watch that sooner than later. <laughs> this one's not going away. We were going to watch something else, but Katrina was still up. And due to whatever subject material was in the one what we thought about watching. And now
0: being February, it's gone.
1: Yeah, probably. probably <laughs> we, we decided, eh, let's watch something. Oh, hey, look, music, clowns. Sure, let's let's do that. And uh, it was really cool. It's kind of a um, best of oh. the certain du Soleil shows. Because <laughs> they were going along and doing this thing, and um, you know this girl's hunting for a, a, a trapeze artist who falls off the trapeze, but then sinks. He, he like hits the ground and goes, poof, and disappears into the sand pit. Ooh. And so she chases him down into this other world. It's kind of a cool, surrealistic setup. But um, they're going through all these different things and different acts and whatnot. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, I recognize this one. This was Ka. We went and saw this one. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, shortly after that, then they went into some of the Beatles ones. And I was going to
0: ask you, didn't you didn't see Love? Then
1: we didn't see. Love. Oh, okay. Dave so saw that Love. was
0: just Dave and, and Laurie Dave and Laurie saw okay.
1: Love and oh. O. He's seen O, which I recognize parts of O based on his description <laughs> of O that were in this. Oh, oh. oh. Um, but I, yeah, no. So, the only, so the only it's one really it great cut.
2: for somebody who's not watched any.
1: Yeah, no. You it's get a real taste it's, of it's cool. You kind of get a taste for everything that's done. And, uh, you know, it was, it was well done. Although, and it's apparently, uh, it's uh, executive produced by James Cameron, oh. which I didn't know. And I, every time I see something along those lines where there's a big name that's attached in some way, shape, or form, whether it's executive producing, is pretty much just putting your name on it, but sometimes producer in other credits. He seemed like he maybe had a little bit more of a hand in this based on how the credits ran. But I, every time I see something like that, I kind of sit and think to myself, how did you let this guy direct it? Because whenever I, inevitably, whenever I watch a live presentation of a show, I think to myself, I wouldn't have put that camera there. Because it's just a weird, it's a weird angle. You didn't capture what was really going on. Uh, and then yeah. you're, for your wide shot, you're kind of off to one side and it, it doesn't have the same dynamic flow. Sometimes
2: it depends on the venue, too. Yeah. You're limited on camera I,
1: options. I, I'm, I'm sure that probably has something to do with it, especially because all of these different venues in Vegas are all a little different.
0: Plus, if you're recording a live performance sometimes it's difficult to get those cues exactly right every time
1: i don't think did. this was live i think this oh. was set and i could be wrong but i didn't see any audience in any of the maybe they were just very masterful that's why the camera was placed there <laughs> But it just, it, just, it just kind of struck me as weird as, like, I wouldn't have shot that that way. <laughs> you, I've seen this one. That's not where I was sitting, and you messed that well, up. Well, Cameron didn't direct it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, it, it's good, and it's totally worth watching, especially if you like Cirque du Soleil or circuses or that kind of stuff, or if you just like musical performances, because that's really what it kind of boils down to. Is the, yeah. the, the narrative thread is not so much that you really have to pay attention to it. It's pictures and music. Um, but it was worth watching. It was kind of mm-hmm. cool. And then uh, what was the other one we watched? I'll think on it. Somebody else go.
2: Uh, speaking of things that fell off Netflix, and I wanted to get to on the heels of watching the remake of Ninja Turtles, I went and watched the original one. Oh, and then I remember that really well. <laughs> I guess I watched. That was one of the ones I watched enough when I was probably over weird. and
0: over again. Yeah, yeah,
2: and it still holds up for me. I, every bit of it. Now I went and rewatched uh, also secretly Ooze because it was falling off Amazon Prime. So I was like, well, I, I, I better watch that. <laughs> I guess all the licenses were up for that.
1: <laughs> I, I own all of these. You could have a of them at any point in time.
2: I, 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 I've come to the conclusion. I was kind of on the fence about it. Now I think I need to own these all on Blu-ray because I enjoyed them.
0: Yay.
2: I, I knew I liked them, but I didn't know how much they would hold up in my 30-year-old brain. <laughs> and while secretly, use fell down a little bit, it's still a lot of fun for me. And it wasn't until seeing the Honest Trailer that I was like... Oh, yeah, they don't use their weapons. And I didn't know that until I saw that in all <laughs> yeah. trailer.
1: It kind of shocked me. It wasn't
2: until that I kind of was see, able to see some of the holes in it. But overall, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them as much. And I quasi-forgot and quasi-remembered that Sam Rockwell was in the first movie. He's like the chief thug. Is he really? giving the tour of the place. And kind of, he shows up later. Huh. The yeah. foot? Yeah, well, he's not in, like, foot uniform. He's like... A recruiter, I guess. Go back and watch it. Yeah, it doesn't it. sound like him because he put more of an accent on it. But yeah, that I've, I, I've done that, and I've wa- uh, made a lot of progress on uh, Lego Batman Three.
1: I keep seeing your trophy announcements pop up.
2: I finished the story. I'm, according to my save game, forty five percent done, and going through my free play and. There's aspects of this you will not like, Glenn. Uh-oh. Uh, the hub I thought was manageable until I discovered the lantern planets. Oh, dear. <laughs> each, each lantern has its own planet that you get to go to oh, as dear. a hub. Now, there are no levels, but there are quests and stuff on the hub. Oh, dear. <laughs> and gold bricks and characters and... So we'll see. I, I haven't started exploring that yet. I'm just going through <laughs> getting my red bricks and getting no, the free play done first. Oh, bother.
1: That was the other one I watched. Well, one of the other ones.
2: Uh,
1: the we watched the the Pooh. The newest. The new Winnie the Pooh, Pooh. Which I apparently had not seen. I bought it. and That's was only a couple sitting years sitting on the shelf, and I just assumed that I had seen this. And Katrina started watching it, and I was watching it and went. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen this before, and how that's Mr. Bean is the voice of Owl, and you know, on and on and on. And I know we've talked about it. And uh, John Cleese is
0: the narrator. John Cleese yeah. is the
1: narrator, and um, who was the other one that sounded really familiar to me? Ewer. I couldn't tell if that was still Peter Cullen or not. It it's not. <laughs> it's not. Who is it now? You know,
2: cannot remember. To the Indaba. Um, the Hold on.
1: An owl. Who's Owl?
2: Oh, I knew that one recently too.
1: Because Owl totally sounded like. Um,
2: Craig Ferguson. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay, that's not who I thought it was then. I didn't get to finish that one. It was delightful what I saw. It is. It was it was
2: yeah. really Not cool. as good as the others, but still very it really good. really uh, good. Bud Luckley is Eeyore. Yeah, he's the one that's taken over
0: Eeyore's voice in some of the smaller projects, too. Huh. Uh,
1: no, the other one that we watched was uh, Fury. Oh, how was that? It's really good. You have to like World War Two movies.
0: Oh, oh, oh! I could, I couldn't put it in my head. <laughs> or, or tank movies.
1: Yeah. Um. And Brad Pitt and uh, yeah, really good cast in it. I was yeah. surprised because um, Brad Pitt's in it and Shia LaBeouf's in that's it. it and Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson's in it. Not, not real name. Um, but
2: <laughs> 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 the kid. No, I know him as the kid from uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh,
1: Shane oh, from yeah. Walking Dead is in it. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That's, that's some 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 quality people but yeah it's it's a good like i said it's 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 one of those it's almost tough to watch in a way because it's it's you know mm-hmm. presenting the horrors of war and what these tank crews went through and and, and everything which if you know anything about World war Two, the, the tank crews had rough times of it they were
2: outnumbered and outgunned and outmanned and
1: all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff but this particular one was it was really good but it was, it was tough to watch
2: so it was probably the movie you were thinking of watching with katrina and decided not. No. Oh no! It was something else. <laughs> something still something else remember else. that still. one fell off Netflix already? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever it was, we didn't watch it. So. But now it's a. Uh, it was good. Oh. I own it. If you want to, uh, oh me- me- yeah. it. it was I a Target Steel book. So Mel was like, "Yeah, buy it." It's like well, we haven't seen. it. I don't
2: care. Buy it. I said, okay. <laughs> I think that was one Sarah was interested in. Yeah.
1: Mmm. She she's, she she would have to watch like this. Depends on the, most, she but, does
2: Decent with war movies, or some
1: reason. Yeah, this one's got a lot of decapitations. And, oh, you know, oh. you have not lived until you've seen somebody decapitated by a tank shell. Wow! <laughs> the <It's, it's> main. <laughs> <Boom. laughs> okay, <laughs> and we're done here. I mean, this, there's nowhere to go from there. You can't come back from that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that Sarah would handle that. Well. Maybe I'm wrong, but. You'd have to watch from behind the couch,
2: (laughs) maybe. (laughs) Did you watch anything, Glenn?
0: I'm watching movies. I caught up on uh, Arrow and Flash, and just about everything. Other other thing I was falling behind on, watched Peggy Carter this week. Um, I watched the entire series of uh, Galavant. Oh yeah, which was fun. It's. Actually, quite clever. I just was a little disappointed yeah. with the way they ended it. I w- I agree. But especially since, even though they make fun of the fact that they may not get a, uh, second, season. a second season, but uh, yeah, they they ended it in with obvious intentions to continue on. But I I, I thought it was quite enjoyable. I think I would watch a second season of it. But
2: I and I, I like that it, that it was only well. eight episodes long. Yep. I don't think I would have watched twenty four no, episodes. No, they
0: couldn't. Have, they couldn't have. Dragged that story out for. In fact, I was surprised they ended it the way they yeah, did. I don't know what they would do in, in order season to, two at this yeah, point to drag that episode or that storyline out. But anyway,
2: yeah, I enjoyed that also.
0: Um, and I got my Fitbit finally came in the mail, Ooh. so I'm back on my exercise regiment. And those who are following me on Facebook, cheer me on because I'm posting my updates so that I can stay accountable. And Hooray! Yay. I've been able to exercise every day this week, uh, whether it be walking outside on the nice days or treadmill on the inside on the not so nice days. And then. Um, well, we had a reversal on that pretty quick. Yeah, we? well, yeah. I, so today I, I, I needed to get something in and I knew I was going to get a full workout in because I, I actually had to go into work today and work. Um, but I knew I was going to get a full workout, but we had stuff going on all morning. So I did decided to bundle up and take a walk and just do the short route for today. And Mm. I didn't get quite a mile, but as I was walking, I knew it was icy because I'd been out driving around and I slipped like three times and (laughs) only fell once. So yeah, I got done and I thought, why did I do that? (laughs) Sidewalks were icy, but yeah, so that, that's going well. And it's been real helpful and it really kind of blew my mind because when I got it, before I got it, I thought, okay, this, this is the charge. This is the Fitbit charge. And I thought I had read that it tracked your sleep. And so the first day oh, that yeah. I slide laid down and was getting was trying to figure out how the sleep thing worked, I saw on the app that I have that I downloaded to accompany it to my cell phone because that's where it syncs all your information to. Uh, it, it had a button where I have to push when I go to sleep, or where I thought I had to push to go to when I go to sleep and when I get up because I knew it would track my movements, but I would, had no idea how the thing would know I went to sleep because it doesn't have a heartbeat monitor on it. And so, for the first two nights, I did the going to sleep now, and then the morning when I get up, wake up now, so that I set the in point and the out point, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then, later that second day, I, I had walked like an hour or an hour. I would walked a, a mile and had done a lot of running around and was really tired. And so, I laid down on the couch, took a nap for about an hour, and I got on in the afternoon to look my stats over and see where I was. And it said my... Sleep was seven hours and fourteen minutes, and I only slept six hours last night. <laughs> so I got to, a little more than six hours, and so that I got to looking at, and right there at about eleven o'clock, when I took my hour-long nap, it where it was, and I went it knew when I went to sleep. <laughs> so I got on did some so reading sweet. and found out that it no, it actually does know when you go to sleep. It, it by some sort of algorithm. Once you've been still for so long, it starts it, it determines that okay you're asleep and what it does is it backs up to the least restless part and marks it there because huh. you might have fallen asleep you know for i think it goes for like five minutes of inactivity and then realizes you've been asleep so for all of that inactivity it gets you get credit for and then when you wake up and you start moving in the morning it realizes you're awake and and marks that you've been awake and then what it does is throughout that course of when you're sleeping it marks active moments it doesn't mark awake moments but any time that you get into an active sleep but it doesn't it won't register on just a a basic rollover in the middle of the night you have to actually have moved around so because there's several times in the evening where you you become very active where you move around a lot more and that's the ones that it records because it's trying to determine how restful your sleep was so just a basic rollover from left to right or a Turnover, it's not going to count that because you're still asleep. Your body just happens to be
2: oh, readjusting itself. But see, if I you, tend to wake up whenever I roll over. If
0: you get into this, we'll see. Then it might it might be a little inaccurate for you. But when, when you get into a, a pattern where you're you know active for more than so many minutes, yeah, will record that as in or active. It doesn't count it as awake.
2: oh huh. Shocked the heck out of so me. So if you just sat down and just sat there very still for a little while, they would think you you're could. Asleep. But
0: you'd have to do it for five minutes, and you would have to move. Not move that arm
2: ever in that five minutes. Mm-hmm. So
0: it's amazing science, if you ask me.
2: That is pretty impressive.
0: And Oh, and it tracks your <laughs> stairs, and so, Sean, has going into inactive mode. Oh, fine, fine. So uh, am I boring you, Sean? No. So uh, it tracks your I stairs, to too, I which I thought, okay, no. what? How first. does it know that I'm going up and down stairs? But apparently it determines the barometric pressure. It changes as you reach... More than eight. eight Whoever stairs. designed this <laughs> software
2: is pretty impressive.
1: That's it. There's no it. no interface. Or it's, no, it's got, that's that's a guy just a tiny amazing. little watch face it's on got it. It's not like a. It's a
0: face on it, which has the some time. Don't have an interface. No, right? none of our listeners it looks like, can see this. It looks like a
1: wristband. I was thinking There's it would look like a Dick Tracy watch.
0: There's your. <laughs> that's how many steps I've taken. Now this started over at midnight, so.
1: You haven't uh, moved so since midnight. Taken. It's lying.
0: I've been walking around.
1: We started the show at midnight.
0: miles. No, we didn't. It's did One o'clock now. Uh, 150 oh, uh, calories burnt. I haven't taken any stairs. And there you go.
1: So. Okay. Reveal yourself, tiny sorceress.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I've drilled on long enough. How did uh, the derby go? <clears throat> went to yeah, well. the derby.
0: Friday morning, I got up and went to the store because I realized it was running out of time and I got my weights. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Friday morning. Friday morning.
0: <laughs> for well, Saturday Derby. For Saturday Derby. But I knew that was the last thing I had to do because we'd had everything else done with it. So I had to go get the weights and, and put the weights on on Saturday and came in at 4.9 ounces, which it has to be 5. Like it has to be 500. Hmm. And so I uh, was a little worried because if the scale was off by much, then we might have to pull some weight off of it. But we got there and checked in Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, and we were uh, still at or 4.9. So... Uh, he raced. They what they did is they did it in heats. So four cars race at a time, and they race four times because you ha- you you get the chance to race on each section of the track. There's four sections on the track. That's fair. to make it fair. fair yeah. And then what they do is they take of the four runs, they take your best, they take your worst time and throw that one out, and then they take an average of your three times, and so that's how you determine hmm. in the heat whether you move on. Um, the first three he came in second place now by second place i mean he crossed the finish line or third i'm sorry he crossed the finish time third those three heats and second the last heat and so unfortunately not enough as far as our time average to get us into the finals but we had a lot of fun and then they had they had a concession stand in a cakewalk because they were trying to you know raise a little bit of money because popcorn sales were a little slow this year and so um he won a cake. So he was <laughs> totally excited that he won a cake, and suddenly it didn't matter that he didn't make it into the finals. So. Oh,
2: at least was, as long as he enjoyed yeah. it.
0: But he'll get a participation badge and a merit and everything, everything. So it went well, and then the kids had basketball. Mm. So I missed Caitlin's game because we were playing with derby, but then I took him to his game in the afternoon. Cake. <laughs> the cake's alive. I should have brought the rest of it here. The kids Nearly polished thing off in a weekend. <laughs> and I haven't had one piece. Good job. On my diet.
1: I might have some 321 cake still in the clobber. <laughs> <laughs> did you say clobbered? Clobbered. Clobbered. In the clobber. it's
0: clobbered. That's, it. That's about all I did this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot a lot, of, a lot of French studying. <laughs>
0: Well, if
2: there's nothing else, let's move on. Uh, News. First up, a long-lost interview featuring William Hartnell has been recovered in parts by the BBC.
1: Was it in Nigeria?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. He was interviewed by Roy Palmley for the home service radio program Desert Island Discs in 1965. The edition was transmitted August 23rd, while Hartnell was at the height of his powers at, as the Doctor. Uh, it was lost; it was thought lost in a race by the BBC, however, it is understood that a 16-minute section has been recovered and will shortly be available on the BBC iPlayer. And, yeah. The Desert Island Disc celebrated its 73rd anniversary earlier in the day. Earlier this week. Earlier in the day. Well, Earlier yeah. in the
0: day. Earlier in the day, one of day
2: this week. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So Congratulations. Been, on yeah. that. that's
0: exciting. That there's a new interview, or a new so, old interview.
2: The Desert Island Discs is what Desert uh, or Desert Island Who based their podcast around.
0: Ah,
2: this is that. Okay. Where you get to choose right, certain right. things the to take that to a you've desert. Been Island. Featured on. Yeah. yeah.
1: I never sent him. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> They never contacted
0: me.
2: I told them to.
1: Because <laughs> we know what you would take on your desert island.
0: Besides the six-pack over here? Mm-hmm. Doctor Legacy. <laughs> Twin Dilemma.
1: <laughs> Just for the strip fraction. <laughs> I would take Twin Dilemma, and I would bury it in the sand.
2: <laughs> so I'd never have to see it again. And then, I,
1: then I'd draw a treasure map to lead to it, and then I would lose it. <laughs>
0: you could use the uh, CD case to fashion a flotation device.
1: <laughs> made entirely of coconuts.
2: And Twin Dilemma. <laughs>
1: Unfortunately, Twin Dilemma has a hole in the middle of the DVD. My boat leaked. (laughs) (laughs) I wound up back on the island, and it sucked.
0: But the globe trotter showed up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At least it wasn't a polar bear (laughs) or a smoke monster. Smoke monster. Oh, (laughs) jeez. So I'm watching Helix, and it's now set on an You can tell the two generations get, sitting here at the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Over this side, look, Island, and, and on that, that side, lost. There's a polar bear <laughs> and a smoke monster.
1: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the age difference. Uh, that was Helix.
2: It's good so far. Uh, on an island. So it's kind of, they keep going, this island... Flashbacks to Lost. I keep expecting something weird to happen, <laughs> and weird things happen. Just not what I expect to weird things to happen. Okay. Viruses running amok. You know. <laughs> Another day in the neighborhood for Helix.
1: I will say this: Helix, the the, the season one artwork of the guy looking into the microscope and whatever the black mass is kind of exploding off oh, the back yeah. of his head is hands down the coolest, most striking piece of art I've ever seen in my life.
2: Have you seen uh, Season two's poster? No.
1: It's, it's enough to get me to want to watch the show even though I have no time for it. such
2: a good but bonkers show. The <laughs> Season 2 poster, the theme is Play God, You Die, And so it's a guy in a hazmat suit on a cross and all this weird yellow goo coming off of him.
1: Weird. How'd they get away with that?
2: I don't know. Siffy. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Christians don't watch Helix. (laughs) I'm sure some do. (laughs) Uh, In other news, a campaign is currently in progress to raise funds to publish a new book. About canine. <gasps> uh Part of the description says it's amazing. There's never been a book dedicated to the full story of canine and his adventures in time and space, and beyond, and the making of the TV shows in which he appeared. They look to oversight uh, correct this oversight and present an amazing volume of features, photos, behind the scenes information.
1: Did the article really say correct this oversight, or did you add that?
2: No, that's what the <laughs> that's, what, that's that's what the person says.
1: Keith has already given $100
2: to the project. <laughs> <laughs> it's a campaign this, through this IndieGoGo. Just,
1: this just <laughs> in. Project fully funded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely buy a book right away. Uh, and it's also going to have, they aim to have several new stories and comic strips from classic writers, including original co-creator Bob Baker. Cool. So including some comic books. Uh, they're trying to get a 5,000 pound goal. So, if you want to go.
0: That's a heavy goal.
2: It is a heavy goal. Is that a ton? 5,000 pounds? Is that. A ton? I don't know how two, much 2,000 th- two, two
1: pounds is a ton. Several that, would, tons. That, would, that, would, that would be two and a half tons.
2: Ooh. That's that fancy math class. <laughs>
0: you realize our British
1: listeners are going. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> That's how much it weighs,
1: right? <laughs> do, do, do you know over in Britain they wouldn't call it that? It's because of the metric system.
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they don't call it town puppies. Over there, they call it Puppies <laughs>
2: Royale. Puppies Royale. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What sorry? What do, they, what do they call a Smurf? That's
0: a Smurf. Yeah,
1: Smurf's a Smurf, but they call it a Smurf. Yeah, that's
2: it. <laughs> Smurf's a Smurf, but they call it a Smurf. Uh, that's it for news. You got a tip for
0: us? You're fortunate, because <laughs> I'd forgotten, but I remembered something that I'm going to revisit. Although we should probably do the uh, oh, wait, intro. intro. This is our Doctor Who Legacy tip of oh, the, the week. week. And this week's tip I actually boom, brought boom, boom. up last week because <laughs> I discovered this, and there's a lot of people out there that probably are already aware of this, and I was just in the dark for this long, although I can't imagine that, well, or I can't believe that I've been <laughs> in there. A, no, I, you'll remember. Uh, I think I at least off-mic encouraged you guys to play the challenge levels. If you have teams that are... Oh, yes. uh, Admittable to playing the challenge levels, I encourage everyone to do so. The reward for completing a challenge level, and there are 13 now because three were added this week. If you play the challenge level and you complete it, it is worth one free time crystal. So there are a lot of them in here that are manageable. The first two are level 10 uh, teams that uh, can do it. The next three are level 20, which I think the average player probably has at least a level 20 team. There is one level 25 team. There are two more third level thirty teams. There's a forty and a fifty, and then of the new ones that were just added this week, we have two level thirty fives and one level forty. So let's just say let's just say the average player probably has a team that they can manage at level twenty five. They have at least everyone that can get to that has a level twenty five. You could probably successfully draw down one, two, three, four, five uh, time crystals by completing those challenge levels. Um, I have going into brag mode I have completed them all
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually took your advice uh, and went and did some and I thought alright this is going to be awesome I'm going to go get some time crystals because I was having trouble with uh, chapter 3 level and it's a lot of stones so I was like okay yes I'm going to go and get some time crystals and level up John Pertwee the third doctor because he sets the stone gems to pink except for when he's level 5.
0: Yo, uh, yeah, that should be a tip.
2: <laughs> That's not his ability anymore when he's level 5. Level well, 50. 55 stars. 5 stars. Or, yeah. five
1: stars. Well, what is his ability? Um, or max level, let me I guess pull it is up. what Hold he's called. I don't damn. remember. I also took it's... your advice and went in and played some challenge levels and got those first 5 and just with some little, you know, because of course you have to select certain Yes, yeah, all you of can't the go in with your team. You got to go in the with challenge you know, levels have a
0: uh, uh, At least base it. choice that you yeah. have to use. So <laughs> that's another important thing is before you play those challenge levels, go in there and find who you need
2: and make sure you've got that person level. To yeah, play. there are some I can't do because I don't have the brig yet. Or make sure you've dropped yeah.
1: I yeah, uh, so I kind of went in and cobbled together and I was being lazy. I didn't want to have to reset my perks. So knowing what my perks were, I built a team based around that <laughs> even though I had these other two oh, people on there. That's that actually I had a good use. idea. That's a good idea. Um, and I did okay until I got to the whatever the the level 25 one was and put some 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 fresh meat on that one. The 7th doctor challenge. The 7th doctor challenge and uh, did not fare so well. Oh. <laughs> so I brought my <laughs> screeching halt and was like, "Okay, I'm going to have to come back here with a, a reformulated <laughs> plan on this one." But now that I know what the levels about, you know. So,
2: so his new ability is it the white that's full, or is it green? You know, white. There aren't any whites, blacks? No, I'm like in the description. There's still full. the white the text DL- or the green text.
0: Uh, uh, the white text is his first ability, I think, and it's yeah. The white text is his first level ability, and okay. then the so his. The, his I his say level f- ability. It's the first um,
1: combo ability. once yeah. you reach a certain It is deal
2: thirty damage. I'm not sure if that's. Do you have? How far do you have? You have them up all the way. I do have him. I've got everything. Mm-hmm. What's what do you have?
1: Two enemies' current HP. So it's thirty yeah. percent across the board. To okay. Everybody. Yeah.
2: And so the the full power combo is drop ten yellow gems after eliminated. What does it mean?
1: After eliminated.
2: You know.
0: After you've uh, eliminated gems on the board. So so after your turn. Up to no 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 not after your turn. Well, oh, this, so after you've eliminated the gems that you have made... So you choose it, c- uh, and then, Combinations with, then once those are gone, the gems that drop in after that are... How many Yellow. Else? Ten yellow. Ten yellow.
1: Well, now, is that really what that means? Because everybody else who has that ability says after turn. It's
2: phrased right. different. It's still way.
0: after your turn, but you get... Those well, this, add, is, this is mid-turn. It well, says mid-turn?
2: Well, well, it says d- after eliminated. Okay, so let's... After uh, the uh, gems uh, are eliminated. After okay, turn would be... After a, your turn is completely done, right? It would well, then, you can't do it then because well, there's nowhere to drop them in. You, after. It's after you take your turn.
0: Now, your turn is your movement. Right. As the gems fall, your turn's over, but now you're now the attack comes. So you take a turn, and then the next thing in line is your attack.
1: I just wonder why it's phrased differently and for that him is than interesting I haven't
0: noticed that, but it, it does the same as all the other ones, where as soon as gems on the board are eliminated, and whether it be, you know, one gem or all of the gems, ten up to ten gems will drop in, and you continue the the attack process. So it continues to accumulate hmm. your attack bonuses based on those tens, those ten gems that drop. So you can actually build upon combos that way as yeah. well. So so now my question is: I believe I, here, I I'm, somebody should correct me if I'm wrong, but, but because I haven't played with the uh, third doctor that frequently, but I have I did at one time when I was using a uh, uh, all green, or not all green? All yellow team.
2: Mm-hmm. So my question now is: Is there a companion that eliminates uh, angel stones, angel gems? Not
0: that I'm aware. of. Aware. Not that I'm aware of. There might be, but that, yeah. That's that's what the, something we should point out. Is remember is when, way you're when you're when you're upgrading <laughs> your doctors. Their a uh, nope. top level ability sometimes will change when you move to the next level in that doctor's case, you lose that ab- I, that happened to me on a uh first doctor when I upgraded him past his fourth star and into his fifth star, he no longer had the reset all gems option I think would
2: unlock all gems. unlock
0: all gyms, which Do you know what it is now. It uh, it might be reset now that I think about it. Which it. No, it wasn't, because I actually had to go find somebody, a companion, that would reset the gems mm-hmm. so I could
2: get rid of yeah. the locked
0: gems. Um, but I, I sure
2: so don't. this changes now completely who I'm going to try to <clears throat> level up next. Uh, the
0: first Doctor's ability now, after that, is drop oh, ten gems after eliminated, so... Yeah, I lost that (laughs) ability, and and I was so excited, but I had just upgraded him right before I decided that I could use him on a team to do that.
1: Well, you remember me telling you the War Doctors flipped, that his went from the the first,
2: um, which one was it? Stun all, and then deal 40.
1: It used to be that he did 30 damage. ...as his first one, and then went to stun. And once I leveled and maxed him out, it flipped those two, and now it's stun enemies for four turns as the first one, and do all the damage. So I was fighting a really, really tough enemy... Not knowing that that had changed, got my thing, went yay, and went to kill them, and it stunned them for four turns. And it was one of those enemies that shrugs off stun like uh, I don't need this, so it was a complete waste of the. Th- I was like, oh man. So yeah, that's, that's,
0: we should we should call this one tips of the week. So be aware that if one, when you're maxing up uh, doctors, that their abilities do change when you reach uh, although level some five, some or, don't uh, because
2: well. Some change, and some just increase because its, some, like, some, yeah, 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 anyway, leveling up challenge levels
0: definitely, if you're looking for some quick uh Time crystals. You've got some pretty decent teams. Go in there and, and play those. Uh, as I mentioned this week, um, they ended the fan week number one on Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you no longer get those bonuses. But kind of as an aside to you know soften the blow of pulling that away from us, they uh, gave us the option of, of three more challenge levels, which um, they're they're tough Chall- I'll give them this. They're tough challenge levels for anybody doesn't have as many characters maxed out. I did them. <laughs> I did all three in less than two minutes. So there wasn't much challenge there to me, but that's my fault for being so far along, I suppose.
2: That's right. Because you're awesome.
0: <laughs> so that is your Doctor Who Legacy tip, 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 tip of, of the
2: week. Well... Then we shall move I knew on. You I might get
1: to recycle that feedback jingle once upon a time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> feedback.
1: Oh <Yay>! the week! No, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, sure Odd Duckville will call me out for that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: First who, up in who, feedback. Who's, who's up in feedback? Mike! Mike writes in comment question. Hi guys. Uh, in reply to carry-on movies, a, they are a law of diminishing returns. <laughs> <laughs> However, there are some that I really enjoy, and I have three recommendations. Carry-on Screaming as a pati- pastiche of hammer horror and a lot of cheesy fun. Oh, cool. Carry-on Follow That Camel <laughs> has Phil Silvers playing a version of Bilko in a uh, Bo Guest-type thing. And finally, if anybody knows, uh, Phil
0: Silver's played Sergeant Bilko on a TV series in the United States back in the nineteen sixties, <laughs> and it was there was a remake film with starring Steve Martin in the nineteen or in the nineties. Uh, no, I think it was even in the two thousands, it, early two thousands uh, might have been in the late nineties. Anyway, Somewhere like in uh, the late nineties, it's sort of the century. Sergeant Bilko is in charge of the motor pool, and they are the kind of misfit. Uh, Group of soldiers that uh, Phil, Bilko is known for, uh, kind of wheeling and dealing, doing uh, you know side jobs and things, and 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 getting things and benefits for his squad, and of course undermining or uh, undermining his command, his captain, uh, in order to kind of uh, slip things under the radar and, and fraternize with the women and their group. You know, is always trying to find a, make an extra buck uh, on the. Uh, Army's payroll, and that kind of thing. And, of course, hilarity ensues. And uh, Sergeant Bilko actually, a little known fact, was the inspiration for the car- Hanna-Barbera cartoon Top Cat, which was a group of alley cats. Oh. Top Cat playing the, uh, in the, basically, role of Sergeant Bilko.
1: That's why he sounds and like as, Bilko. He sounds just like <laughs> Bilko.
0: In fact, Hanna-Barbera often did that, where they would take um, things that were already pop culture um Topics or our icons and, and turn them into short cartoon spoofs. Huh. So, anyway, that's Sergeant Bowler,
2: and he says, "Finally, carry on up the Kyber, lots of stupid fun in the times of the British Raj. Have fun, Mike." Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. I'm Mike. going to check some of those out, even though some of them don't sound like they
0: <laughs> are as good as others.
2: But up next in feedback, Ben.
1: Sorry, my computer locked up. There we go. <laughs> uh,
0: which one was Ben? It's his second feedback. His if second you one. ended up getting both because yes, Ben, we did get the <laughs> old one, get one that, that. you yeah. said okay. on accident. So uh, we're aware of that. We will uh, take steps to make sure we don't read out one from two weeks ago. <laughs> Ben had some trouble sending an email this week, gotcha. and uh, when he finally got it to go through, he had accidentally sent his last feedback as oh. well. So that's why we have a couple
1: from him. I, well, I wondered because it started with uh, I, say, "I didn't hear my feedback." I, like, <laughs> I know you read this one. He's really drilling that home. Right? I, okay. So. No, it was an accident this week. Ben writes, "I'm only here so I won't get fined." <laughs> Hey guys, sorry to hear there was zero feedback last episode. I had some stuff in mind and just let myself get sidetracked. That's okay, so did we. So here's Every where week. I had going. First up, big finish in the subscription issue. Sounds like a great episode title. <laughs> I both thank and curse you guys for your attempt to clarify this for me.
2: Well, so we failed. I'm still
1: as befuddled as before. Quite a while ago, I had tweeted Big Finish this same question, and they were kind enough to respond. But the response left me just as confused. I'm probably wrong, but this is how I'm looking at the issue right now. The subscriptions are like the Columbia House CD Club. You sign up, and they send you a monthly selection. If this is indeed how, how it works, then it's not for me. At least not yet. A bundle of the complete third season is more likely what I want for now. Perhaps once I've gotten the third season of the fourth Doctor Adventures, and whatever there is of a fourth, a subscription may then be an option. Once caught up with Tom's run, I'm open to pretty much the whole Big Finish catalog. As a side note, I should have asked Nick when I sat down with him at Chicago Tardis. thought it crossed my mind that night, in fact. Uh, I chose not to simply because there were others at the table, and I didn't want to dominate my time with my issue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although if, uh, if Nick knew he was getting another sale, he would have devoted all his time to it. <laughs>
2: and I'm sure there were other people at the table that probably had the same question. That's probably true, yeah.
1: Well, I, I'll make you a deal, Ben. I, I, apparently because this is something that none of our listeners have come forward and have been able to satisfactorily answer for us, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably a fairly common question that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. So I will make every effort to track Nick down. You're going to see him in a couple weeks. So. And, uh, and I, I, will, I will get those answers out of him. <laughs> <laughs> ask the hard questions. I will ask the hard questions. How does this work? Lastly, I myself buy the CDs. I know it's more expensive, but the digital version is free with the CD. I've also had a lot of trouble getting iTunes to the uh, like the digital downloads from Big Finish. I much prefer to load the CD into my computer and upload it. There's also something to be said, uh, and I, I think I've kind of mentioned this, at least on you know, the DVD end as well. I'm, I'm a package whore. I like to have my boxes my I like my to see it on the and, shelf. And, and, yeah, you know, on the shelf. And uh, with Big Finish, it's certainly a very slippery slope because there is so much of it. But they're so pretty. <laughs> Next up, Legacy. Since my last feedback, I've topped 70 companions, all of whom are at least level 20. I've also hit the 320 stars mark, and this is all thanks to the fan area appreciation week one. I spent a lot of time in the fan area leveling up companions and stockpiling fragments. During the week, I was able to grab about 300 of the black, blue, and green. Wow. What? (laughs) I
0: got (laughs) like five. You can only have 150, though, in your coffers, so... You can only hold up to. 100. But I'm sure
2: he was using them too. But.
0: Well, probably, yeah, because if he was leveling up, then he was, yeah. I think what he's—that's what he's saying—is he, he didn't max out and have 300. Well, still, he was saying that he just kept collecting and leveling up. I, so he was I using got the
1: five. <laughs> I need black and blue and John's green. Jealous. I'm very jealous. I burned through a lot and was able to restockpile them before the week was up.
0: Sean, I wish I could give you some of mine.
1: Oh, he <laughs> Here's what
0: I'm struggling with now, because Pink. I you can't get those in the fan area.
1: Nope. Um, Chris from RFS clued me into the level 10 challenges in the fan area for the fragments. The levels were about a minute each to complete and dropped as many as 10 various fragments each time. I also took Glenn's advice and played the challenge levels for the crystals at least I did the ones I could there are three I need companions for still in the end I was able to buy the TARDIS with the crystals from those challenge levels moving on two episodes ago you guys were talking about Burn Gorman and there was a show you couldn't remember that he was on you didn't mention it so maybe this is the one he was on revenge I don't think so not a show I watched myself, but I did check it out when I heard he was going to be on it. Byrne is a very nice guy. I met him at Chicago TARDIS 2012. We did a pro photo with him and also an autograph. He was so nice that when we brought our photo to have him sign it, he stopped the autograph session for us. My son and I had not looked closely at the photo, and Byrne had, though, before the autograph session, and he'd noticed it was blurry. So again, he stopped the line and said, hey, you're the ones whose photo turned out bad. Let's do another right now. Aww. And he got up oh, wow. and went and did just that. Now, that year it's at uh, Chicago Tardis, you could pay a lower rate and do a pick with your cell phone, but we'd chosen the pro photo. After the photographer snapped the replacement pick, Burn Tord turned to us and asked if we had our mobile on us and said, well, let's do one of those free so you have a pick for sure. I've attached that cell phone pick that was taken that day.
0: Oh, very Uh-oh. cool.
1: Anyway, that's it for now, guys. Time to punch that clock and finish out my day. Hope everyone is well. Take care. P.S. Sean, you've talked about Legoland lately. We have one here as well. It's near Chicago TARDIS, actually. And I was wondering, did you do the pick made out of Legos? We did our first time and love it. We also love the pirate ride with the laser pistols. I totally dominated my wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, we? I, we, we did not do the Lego uh, picture, uh, Katrina. Was that,
2: was that an option? It was an
1: option. I don't remember um, seeing that when we were there. It, it was... I. I want to say it was toward the end of the day that we noticed that there was an option. Um, and Or maybe it's the photo they take when you walk in, and we just didn't go back for it. I don't remember. Katrina was getting fussy by that point, and we decided we were we were kind of done with those for the day. Um, but I, I've kind of been looking on the Legoland website, and there are some much, much bigger ones out there in other areas. that kind of put ours to shame once I realized <laughs> what yeah. they could actually do, like an outdoor park where well, they yeah, build real like- buildings and stuff.
2: It's so. a full-fledged amusement park, isn't there? Yeah, seriously. California.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. Well, they, they had actually talked about building one out there by Udory. You remember that, like seven, oh, eight years yeah, ago? yeah, I do kind of remember And it that. fell through where that munitions plant was. They were going to buy that yeah, land up and yeah. build it there, and they, they didn't. I think the economy started going sour, and yeah, so the plants fell through. Well, thank you, man. Uh, man, since you mentioned burn, I'm glad you did, because I forgot to mention last week when I was talking about watching uh, Johnny English Reborn Brendan Gorman is in that as well. Oh, yeah, he plays kind of a. Uh, he sounds sort of like a, a really a awesome henchman guy. character.
2: So. Oh, he does. he does that a lot. <laughs> he does. Next up in feedback, Eric,
0: the Censorites. Hey guys, I hope you had a good week. Mine's been pretty good. The highlight coming not very long ago. I was more or less successfully able to introduce Star Wars to my family this weekend. Hooray! Yay! My wife had honestly never been into Star Wars. This was partly due to only having seen Empire and Jedi out of order long ago galaxy far, far away without <laughs> original, without the original to make sense of it. She couldn't see a coherent story was thoroughly grossed out near the beginning of Empire. You know which scene I'm talking about. Remember, she saw Jedi first, which is a lot more tame. <laughs> That's certainly true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thought it was just about blowing stuff up and just wanted to explore the USS Enterprise instead. As for my sons, they've been sort of tangentially exposed to Star Wars for a while, either through winning some free toys at various places or through Angry Angry Birds Star Wars. (laughs) But when I had tried to get them to watch it about six months ago, my oldest told me it was too scary, and my middle son left to watch his older brother play on his Kindle. Sigh. (laughs) Sigh. But then a few weeks ago, a friend posted a link about the miracle, uh, Excuse me, the machete order on Facebook, and I got really excited about Star Wars for the first time. Then a little later, another friend posted about showing it to his son for the first time, and I suggested the machete order in a comment. My wife then saw the comment and thought Star Wars actually sounded interesting for once, <laughs> and she waited to give it. And she wanted to give it a go. And then my oldest son. Oh, then I got my oldest son to agree to watch it as the fam as a family so he could cuddle with us in the intense parts we watched Star Wars a new hope yesterday and Empire today and the boys were engrossed well my youngest fell asleep during both probably for the best and my middle boy <laughs> fell asleep during Empire they were up pretty late unfortunately my oldest the usually most express oh excuse me ins- expensive son Expressive. was it is expressive, okay. My usually most expressive son was so tired and engrossed that the reaction video I took of the reveal showed no reaction until Luke was hanging from under Cloud City. And then he was just asking questions about how city how Cloud City was made. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give his younger brother another chance this week to watch it. Oh, and for the record, I was swapping discs to get my picks of the best versions, alternating between the original releases and the 2004 editions. For the, f- for the first, I started with 2004, swapped to the original at most Eisley, and swapped back after the escape from Tatooine. For Empire, I started with the original and swapped to 2004 after Vader's conversation with the Emperor. I think with Jedi, I'll go with mostly 2004, but swap to the original just long enough to get the lappy neck in, uh, instead of Jedi Rocks. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> and anybody that doesn't know Star Wars is completely confused <laughs> by that, that statement. But I'm just going to leave it alone. I think we talked a little bit about the Machete Order we several podcasts on, ago. Yeah. So, um, Moving on. Legacy. Congrats on getting all the characters, Glenn. You breeze through those expert levels in no time. I'm right behind you. I just need time to max out Martha Plus, which is Martha um, expert level. And then I should be able to get Mickey Plus, also Mickey expert level. I'm curious which expert level gave you the most trouble. I think the Vastra Plus level was probably the trickiest for me. Also, I have a bit of a correction to make. Not all of the expert versions are merely enhancements over the normal versions. Your example of k9 plus is actually a green converter instead of a black stunner that's right oh. I, I realized that this week as I started playing with him oh and Lee explained what's been going on with the missing character it's a nameless placeholder character they've been using to play test a new ability called illuminate that will be used in the next chapter next part of chapter four for oh. fighting the Vastran... the Good. the Va Good. Ooh, the are coming. <laughs> Oh, and one quick question. How many stars do you have? I think I'm at 589 right now. Well, oh, I just <laughs> I just sat here and bragged to Sean off mic about my measly, what I have, five, 500 and I don't remember. Uh, i I'll, I'll go back over there oh, if I get out of there. Uh, <clears throat> I'll go back over there and revisit that. As for the sensorites, I have to admit it, t- it took a long time for me to get through this, and this seems to be the problem I've had with all of the Hartnell stories I've seen. I'm not sure if it's a production thing. It's hard to follow and stay engaged, but that the sensorites are kind of annoying or that the doctor just isn't terribly likable. It was a clever twist that the monster, quote-unquote monster, was actually just humans hiding in the aqueducts, but the science lesson that uh, that confused irises with pupils was weird. And am I the only one that thought of the Twilight Zone at the first cliffhanger? There's someone on the wing. (laughs) I'm out, Eric. (laughs)
2: Thanks, Eric.
0: And I think we will address those sensorite issues uh, when we get to those in our
2: review. I'm really hoping that that illuminate ability um, takes care of the problem when all the gems go dark.
0: Oh, uh, that's what I that
2: that, like in Beast Below and stuff. I hadn't thought of that.
0: That would be kind of That would nice. make sense for the there would lot be of be a ni- it'd too. be nice to have a an ability yeah. order to uh, counter that because we have we have counters for stun we have counters for locks we have counters for um,
2: some of us had had counters for stones
0: well <laughs> we have counters for <laughs> but I'm not um, bitter we don't have <laughs> we don't have counters for the creating the negative gems because even if you are able to turn those positive. positive. You, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect the ones that have already taken a draw. Um, yeah, so that would be nice to be able to counter the the, uh, the blacks, Yeah. yeah. Um, you mean blacked out, not just yeah, like black out. gems. Yeah. yeah, blacked out. Uh, Eric, uh, while I am ahead of you in the expert levels, I am behind you in stars. I only have 513 stars at this point. And I am going to pop into the expert levels real quick because I can't recall off the top of my head, now
2: that it's been a while, what one I had the most difficult I
1: one. have 325 stars.
2: I'm mid-level, so I can't look how low of stars I have.
1: <laughs> I have not managed to tackle an expert level yet.
2: Actually, you know what, Eric? I had trouble with two I tried of an them. expert level once, and it laughed at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and That's a it wasn't... <laughs> What are you? What are you bringing that Get out of here, kid.
0: <laughs> it wasn't until I came into this with a maxed-out team of 50. i got to get in here because I can't remember if this for sure was it. Two shakes. Nope, that wasn't it. Dang it. Oh, of course. I can't remember now. It's been so long. It's whatever level... Whichever level has the... Um, uh, Satan pit characters with the, the two oods and the and the uh beast. No blue gems save the world. No, that wasn't it. Uh I had some difficulty, amount of difficulty with until I maxed out and got uh some pretty strong uh fifty level teams and I can't even remember exactly which one uh which team I used. But uh there was that one and I think the other one that I had some trouble with was the one with the Silence, none of these are looking familiar when I look at the labels on them, but the Silence, whichever one that was, was probably the one I had the most difficult with because there's like eight or nine levels. And it seemed like I would get to level eight or seven, somewhere around there, and die which is the most frustrating because it's they're not easy levels. And uh, so once you've so gotten far. through seven of these levels, and you get to eight and nine, you have to start all over again. That just, that kept, oh, over and over again. I kept having issues with that one. And so that one there, those two were, were certainly just off the top of my head the ones they had the most difficult with. There was also another timed one that uh, I, I struggled with for the longest time because it looks so easy, but then you get in there and you just absolutely have no time at all. I think there's less than 100 seconds to do this thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. But uh, when I found out that if I went in there with an all team of all the same color and just completely perked out that particular color and concentrated on it, I could actually knock that enemy down very quickly. And so that Mm -hmm. one, that one I... Struggled with a little bit at first, but then when I realized what I needed to do, that one was kind of a quick turn for me. So, um, so those those are some of them. And I, I wish I could, I wish I could say to you, I'm looking at the level titles right now, but I can't. Based on the titles, I can't remember which ones were which.
2: So, I have 214 stars. Good for you. Yeah. Well, how many do you have? 300. 325. Huh. Keith, have you unlocked the family fan area. I have not. I was so close. Uh, by the time I was like, oh, I should do that, and then I'm just going to wait till the next fan appreciation. You know what you can do?
0: You can use time crystals to unlock the... Oh, no, you have to buy. You have to purchase. You have to purchase. I was waiting until payday, and then it was purchase. like, uh, yeah, you to too
2: close. All right, well, next up. Chrissy! Chrissy writes, all in the mind. Dear Vortex Boys... Well, now I feel bad about not writing in last week.
0: <laughs> Nobody don't, should feel don't, bad. Don't, Chrissy,
2: don't. <laughs>
0: no one should feel bad. We were joking with our... Uh... Especially Chrissy, who's going to have a lot less time in her hands.
2: Yeah, congratulations, You should all feel horrible. Way. You should be ashamed <laughs> of yourselves.
1: Our loyal fan base of our listeners. Our thousands of Where listeners. you? I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> uh, even though I didn't have anything to contribute, really.
0: A bit of housekeeping. We kind of blindsided everybody with our Beyond the Doctor. (laughs) Yeah. The ability to get that movie was probably not as easy as getting Dr. Hopefully
2: our future ones will be a little easier. Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, A bit of housekeeping. (laughs) I got a new job as a full-time writer for a political commentary website. If anyone really wants to know more details, send me a message on Twitter or something. I don't like mixing politics and fandom very much. (laughs) I'm really excited about this because I love writing, and to be able to say I'm an actual paid professional writer has been a dream of mine since I was a kid. And it's something that few... uh, uh, I never thought I'd get to do. Thing is, until I know how much this new job is going to impact my free time, I need to step back from a few things, including the Traveling the Vortex book club, just for the time being. I'm not going away forever. I'm just letting other people take charge until I can fit it back into my life again. So until further notice, Brittany, Mish, and Holly, all from the 5-ish fangirls, have graciously agreed to run the book club in my absence. So check the page for updates, and I'm sure they will write in to say what's what's all going on. Congratulations, Chrissy
1: congratulations on congratulations. the new job and thank you so much for the work that you have put in on the book club. And I'm sure we will see you back in that capacity again. And uh, thank you very much to the uh, girls for taking that over.
2: Yes.
0: And I am a- ecstatic that you have this new job and I'm so glad you're living out your dream. And I will apologize right now because I probably won't read your posts <laughs> <laughs> because um, I think we have different views on politics <laughs> and it might just make me mad to read them. so <laughs> Luckily, we, we have a lot of common ground in our uh, fandoms. Other so common grounds. We have a lot of things to talk about. Yes. It's like me talking to my family. As long as I live religion and politics out of it, we have a great You're time. You're golden, yeah.
1: There are three things you should never discuss with friends and family religion, politics, and the great pumpkin. <laughs>
0: but yes, congratulations, yeah. Christy. That's exciting. I wish I could do something like that. Yeah. Be so much fun.
2: Uh, she goes on, other stuff, Interstellar's an awesome movie. And the fact that it didn't get any Oscar nomination, just more proof that there's no reason for me to give a crap about the Academy at all. Seriously, I was totally immersed in that movie, and I walked out of the theater and couldn't remember what year it was. I had to remind myself that Earth wasn't experiencing massive crop failures, and Matthew McConaughey wasn't out in the extreme reaches of space trying to find a new planet for humanity to inhabit I definitely see why Christopher Nolan has so many fans of his movies. It was an intense one. It was. All right, Doctor Who stuff. Here we go. The Censorites. I know the story catches flack from fandom for various reasons, but I have no idea why. Sure, it's a little talky and gets wrapped up in philosophic... Uh, philosoph- uh, philosoph- uh, philosoph- uh, philosoph- uh, John, can you help me out?
1: Philosophy? No. Philosification?
2: I don't know, I'm Philosophizing. I'm at it. Philosophizing. I think that's a made-up word. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the act of well, philosophy. technically they're all made-up <laughs> words.
0: <laughs> Somebody made them up at some point. I
2: have trouble with philosophical sometimes too. Oh, look, so you got it. Then. I got it though. It's my logopolis. We're not going there.
0: <laughs> I've already mastered logopolis.
2: But it's a pretty solid piece of writing. Benedict. <laughs> not going there either. <laughs> Even the scenes where there's not a lot much talking, the acting tells a spectacularly intense story. I think in particular of the scene where Ian and Barbara are slowly walking through the spaceship and they almost get cornered by a sensorite. Plus there's a lot of good stuff, really good stuff for Susan to do. She gets gets to use her telepathy and be the hero of the story. I even care about the other characters, especially the human astronauts that we get that were caught in this sense sphere. By the way, the sense sphere was mentioned in the planet of the Ood. RTD said in an interview once that the Ood and the sensorites were supposed to be distantly related. I can see that. Yeah. Red, another fantastically spooky story. Big Finish seems to do a lot of semi-dystopia kinds of civilizations in their audios. And in this... You've got a planet made up of people who's had the violence and anger programmed out of them, but that turns out to be a big problem, too. Not to spoil anything, but it reminds me of a crucial plot point from the last Divergent book. That there came a time in humanity's future history where they tried to rid themselves of certain emotions and personality traits. It's crazy weird to hear the Seventh Doctor be so angry and violent. Usually, he's very calm and measured in his rage. Mel had a lot of great moments as well. Very enjoyable. One all one to... Listen to again soon. Okay, I'm done for the night. Hope you guys hope you all had a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon. Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thanks, Chrissy. Chrissy. And finally, Holly.
1: Holly writes, the censorites and red. Hey guys, the Censorites. A great first doctor in Team TARDIS story with Susan, Ian, and Barbara. The whole thing with the sensorites at first being invisible and being able to control the others on the ship that the TARDIS landed on had me interested as to how the rest of this was going to play out. And the whole thing with the locking mechanism for the TARDIS being stolen within the first few minutes of the first part of the story really tells you that these sensorites mean business. The doctor's piloting skills aren't that bad when push comes to shove when dealing with a non-Type 40 TARDIS. (laughs) The twist with the city administrator lying to the first elder about who killed the second elder I didn't see coming. Ian to the rescue with his questions about what exactly the city administrator saw. The new second elder most certainly has Susan's attention, and she's not sure if he's trying to cover things up with the first elder's death. The action then shifts to making sure the doctor and Ian get found with the help of Susan, Barbara, and John. The ending, with Ian chiding the doctor about his piloting skills, and the doctor taking a it had me chuckling slightly. (laughs) Ian knows that this is a sore point with the doctor, and the doctor's response shows that. Red. Mel and the seventh doctor team up again white noise reminds me a little bit of how and with white noise being able to edit and then being taken over by red is interesting and the symbolism of the title and then the use of the color is not lost on me. However, seeing red rage and acting out on it, the chips getting infected and spreading the reddening amps up the action so you really don't know who to trust. If Mr. Blue is behind it or if it's white noise. I'll wrap it up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on these two stories. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly.
2: Before we move on to our reviews, I remembered something that I can't believe I forgot. So, I was playing Lego Batman 3 and getting the mini kit and sorry, I'm getting I'm <laughs> dropping time crystals here. I'm getting excited. And I built this red large police box
1: like is a it, London telephone, it a booth. London it's, telephone it's, booth it's, it's or not or a it London a, telephone it's, booth. it's actually a police it,
2: it box. It, it didn't say police box but it but it the resembles because the police there's box. a there's a level where you're actually in a shrunk down London and there are police boxes everywhere no tardis to be seen but it shows up you get your mini kit and then it the light on the top flashes and it kind of disappears and phew goes off to the distance oh wow so more than the Vortex image from Marvel oh, uh, Lego Marvel,
0: very cool. Yeah, somebody at uh, Travelling Tales—that's the name of the company, does that? That makes fans. me think that
2: there are uh, maybe our dreams, hopes, and dreams of a Doctor Who Lego game <laughs> might someday <laughs> Wait, come to fruition. I,
1: I'm calling it now. I want be in on the creation of this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've heard about
2: the other two they're making now. I've already dreamed it. <laughs> I know everything about how the mechanics of this game work. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. The, Jurassic Park. Jurassic yeah, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. World, yeah. Jurassic
2: World. Uh, I assume the other movies are going to be I part of it. I would presume they'll probably make those part of it as well. And uh, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. T- weird. The, yeah, we have Marvel. away. I, I assume it's going to be uh, more movie-based. Uh,
1: oh, I guess we do have Ultron. Coming. I keep forgetting Ultron. <laughs> right,
0: right. <laughs>
2: And because Marvel, Lego Marvel Superheroes is very kind of comic based.
1: All right,
0: all right, all, all right. right. <laughs> okay, sorry. Quick I'm Glad payment. you brought that up. That's cool. Yeah. That's
2: very cool. Uh, shall we move on to our reviews? Let's do. The rights. the Doctor. Ian, Barbara, and Susan land on a spaceship orbiting a distant and mysterious world where a human crew lies frozen somewhere between life and death. The planet is the Sense Sphere, home of the Sensorites, beings of immense intelligence and power. Unable to leave, the Doctor and his companions must deduce the Sensorites' intentions. Are they friendly, hostile, or frightened? And what is the deadly secret at the heart of the Sense Sphere?
1: Okay, I'm going to break this down. Because for me, the first two episodes would get a dun-dun-dun! And then the third and the fourth episode kind of get a dun-dun-dun. And then the fifth (laughs) and the sixth episode get a dun-dun-dun! So it's kind of like that. (laughs) All right.
0: Now we're going to pigeonhole you into giving a dun-dun-dun for the entire story. Where do we
2: come in at that? It's,
1: dun, dun, No, it's, <laughs> it's a dun,
2: dun, dun. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> it sounds like Close Encounters. <laughs> <laughs> bom, bom. Um, I have to agree with you, Sean, on that, that review.
1: We were sitting here, Friday Night Who, watching this. We were, we're so engrossed in episodes one and two. Just, and I, more than one comment about... Glenn is smoking crack. What is wrong with Glenn for not liking <laughs> How this? How can he
2: not like this? This is amazing.
1: And when the thing showed up outside the window, that's scary. <laughs> that straight up legit like cliffhanger, top of the line
2: scares. Because it was just, there's a thing on the window.
1: <laughs> and then it got political.
2: <laughs> and then they get down to the sense fear. In episode three, you hit a wall. Yeah, had I don't, a big wall it, I don't so know right. if it was part of the time or just the pacing of it it just screeched to a halt and you had to switch gears and then once you finally did switch gears and maybe this is where breaking it up helped and you could get in the political mindset coming back the next week for the rest of it 4 was still a little slow but started ramping back up and then picked up by the end for me
1: yeah yeah it's pretty much like that
2: a lot of great moments in this, despite Barbara being gone for three episodes. Uh, and I can only imagine that um, she was on holiday. She was, yeah, yeah, gone. Uh, and which gave us more. And opportun- we spend
0: two stories going
1: or two episodes going.
0: Hey, we should talk to them about bringing back Barbara. We should, we should
2: talk to them about <laughs> bringing so Barbara down. so
1: adamant about that. <laughs> really wanted his Barbara back.
2: Well, and there was like the whole. At least one episode where Ian was it. You know, I'd be it. really good at this. Barbara. <laughs> and so, with, with Ian and Barbara kind of out of the picture in some of it, it really gave Susan a chance to stretch her legs in a way we hadn't gotten before at this point. Yeah. Which was wonderful, I thought. I, I truly enjoyed uh, Susan in this entire story. I thought she did such a good job uh, as an actress and as a character. Uh, navigating through all the political machinations and figuring everything out, and communicating, and I, 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 I walked away from this with a higher respect from for Susan than I have had before.
1: Yeah, I can. That's see That's my that.
2: biggest takeaway from the story.
1: There was, it's frustrating because there was so much to like, and, and and maybe that wall in episode three is just because you had to. Because the tonal shift was so different. I mean, really, this is definitely one of those that felt like, uh, you know, in a way, Seeds of Doom, where the first two episodes are in the Arctic and then – or the Antarctic and then uh, they go back to England and all of a sudden it's, it's a little different. Or the the complete tonal shift of uh, um, Invasion of Time – that you get four episodes of this, and then all of a sudden it becomes a Suntaran episode, and you're like, oh, this had that we're, these this was it was ship under siege. I mean, we were you were base it under siege. Was
2: such great atmosphere. It was yeah, a ship under was, siege.
1: It was it was wonderfully done, and it was intense. And the TARDIS lot gets stolen, and you know we've got these people, and what do we do? And they want us alive, but they're not afraid to scare the dickens out of us. And oh, don't go in there. There's a crazy guy.
2: And this great ominous threat of the censorites of these horrible monsters.
1: And fantastic music. Yeah. And and the whole, the atmosphere was just awesome. And then it turns into this political thriller where we're dealing with the the machinations of what's going on on the planet and, you know, who's trying to take over whom. Which Um,
2: once you switch gears and, and readjust your brain to start thinking in a political story, it becomes interesting.
1: Yeah, it's not that that's a bad story at all. It just felt really weird tacked on. Behind, I don't know. It's almost like the the writer maybe tried one too many uh, times to pull the wool over eyes because we we went from we went from that to the political machinations to the aha! Uh-huh, it was actually the humans in the basement the whole time, which I didn't think was. I thought that was kind of telegraphed pretty early on. Yeah. Um. And uh, maybe the structurally, that just didn't work. I don't know. It, it's frustrating because it was. I really liked most of it and like i said even the political stuff i didn't mind it was it was it was interesting and, and fine um it just really I, felt like coming of the, down off that high from the first part
2: was i liked the censorites? the censorites i thought were a fascinating species once they were no longer this ominous monster in the background and became characters their weaknesses became uh, was interesting to explore this in the society that they had they were in and the fear they have and what motivated them all very interesting stuff.
1: And now one of the problems that I can perceive with this one is now that I have seen it, I don't think those first two episodes are going to pack that same punch because I be. know who yeah. the sensorites are. Oh, and they're not I will scary. Have law- yeah. yeah. They're not scary at all. I mean, they, when we finally see them in the light, not clinging to the outside of the window, they're rather ridiculous looking. They have beards on their faces and not on their heads. And they have big, well, they have beards on their heads and not on their faces. Or vice versa. Yeah. And, and big suction cup shoes.
0: <laughs> no, they just have big fat
1: you know, round five, disc feet. They're like disc ducks. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they can't handle loud noises or, or dark. It's like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, here's the thing is I have never, ever told you guys I don't like the sensorites. My exact words were, it's mm. just no. My exact words were: the problem with is is it shows so much potential, but just trundles along, and that's my biggest problem with this story. I see yeah, where that, the trundling is. With. It no. shouldn't yeah. be six episodes long, and it shouldn't be two and four, or as you kind of even alluded to, two, three, and one, because they 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 never come through with any sort of great promise of where they're going with this because you're exactly right. The first two episodes and you hit the nail on the head. You will go back to this story someday and go, this whole thing is terrible. Well, not terrible. This whole idea of structurally story, telling a story is, is a bad idea because they're setting up this, this mysterious plot and trying to make the censorites be this malevolent uh, scary mysterious thing but all along, every time that the sensorites show up, they're like all skittish and, and, and just timid. Timid. There you go yeah. that's the word. They're just skittish and timid the whole time. And every time Ian lifts up the, the wrench, they, they you know as as soon as <laughs> Ian lifts that wrench and they do that that you know, that flinch every time,
2: suddenly the threat's gone.
1: Yeah. For the me, first the for me the is first gone. time. As soon as he did this, yeah, and they cowered.
2: As, pretty much as soon as they get on the ship, it's kind of a then, okay, game so over. Now yeah. that we've
0: established, all you have to do is bash their head in because they're not going to do anything to you because they're scared of you. Then we have to add this element of, well, we can get the advantage on if we turn the lights out. Who the heck cares now? Just hit them with a wrench. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Punch them in the face. You're then, good to go. So, so suddenly once, Glenn, that advocating first, violence. once that
0: first <laughs> flinch comes... That 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 whole mystery that that, that that could have been a really good story, could have been a really good element is gone. It's thrown out the window. So now you're left thinking, oh no, this is the first time viewing. You're le- you're thinking, where are they going to go with this? Because they've got, I know I've got at least four more episodes. Four, or, more. Yeah, four <laughs> more episodes to go. To go. Where are <laughs> we going to go with this? The other thing is we have this. Uh, we have uh, Maitland and Carol on the station, and we have this. Thing where they're they're basically the sensorites have instilled them with fear. That's ultimately when you boil everything down and wade through all of the explanation that we got. Which truly, once you get to the idea that they've just pretty much put fear in their heads, you didn't need all of this other weird weaving around trying to figure out what you know how they were being controlled because it was one simple element and that was the only the sensorites only. Advantage or uh, offense is the fact that they could do this. They could instill this fear. And I like the idea that the reason why they've basically imprisoned these people on their own uh, spaceship or space station and not allowing them to leave is the whole idea of the fact that people had come before and were seeking this metal that they had, and they were going to run off with it, and they don't want this to happen again. So suddenly then, you've given the Censorites a reason for doing this so now suddenly story one and story two are pointless because now you sympathize with the sensorites you understand their plight and you understand the, the reasoning for it so okay great that's fine now we're going down to the planet and being all friendly and civil and diplomatic and then this <laughs> we idiot have this one shows jerk. up <laughs> and he spends three episodes trying to unravel everything that, that that we've been putting together and doing a really, a really, really poor job. job. No, I'm doing a poor job. job at it. Because he the story with the doctor, this is just one there were there there are several attempts by this guy to undermine the the, the elder number one and Elder Number 2, because he keeps going to Elder Number 2 and trying to make his point for why they need to drive the humans away or kill them or disintegrate them. He's tried to to put them in the disintegration beam for like three times through the first episode, and the second hunter keeps coming in going, no, 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 you don't need to do that now. You don't need to do it now. These guys are good. They're not lying to us. And actually, the only time I sympathize with the, the idiot guy is when he thinks that Ian's faking it faking the poisoning to set them up. And I thought, okay, I, yeah, I kind of like that because yeah. I know Ian really well and know that's not what's going on here, that he really is poisoned. But, I okay, I can at least see your motivations based on that. You've got a point, looking from your point of view. But then, like, fumbling through trying to get this, and then facepalm <laughs> when the guy goes, when, when Carol, is it Carol or was it... Susan that said the only way you can tell each other apart is by it the sashes. Carol. So Carol yeah. says that, and Caitlin's watching this with me, and she goes, you
2: dummy, you did have idea. Which is a shame, because I really liked Carol as a character, and that was like, really?
0: But you know what? I don't I
2: don't care. Carol
0: was stating a, a, a point of fact. Yeah. But if these idiots couldn't figure that out on their own...
2: They couldn't even tell each other apart without the sashes. Unless he gets really close to me, he won't know who I am. Uh, what?
0: <laughs> so now you're in the, you're yeah, in the political division. to say the. Now you Is it racist
1: if it's among your own people? It's, it's <laughs> speciesist. It's, it's, okay, so
0: we're and we're in the political mechanicians. and I I I, 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 appreciate the attempt here. Now, I like the idea that now we have discovered. Okay, oh okay, yeah, the censorites aren't really the bad guys. They ju- they have motivations for why they're keeping. So, okay, now finally I'm okay with that, but now you're right. Now we've got this whole in political intrigue and this this weaving of power structures and struggle. And there's and,
2: just one guy that's trying to take over. And
0: he just ke- keeps convincing idiot number two to go along with him. He just, and there's no. There's very little... You're going to give me a power and you're going to give me a spot in government? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so we travel yeah. along through that. And so when the doctor discovers that the water's been poisoned, he goes down to the... He goes down to the aqueduct, finds the deadly nightshade, and I'm thinking, okay, this seemed to be, this was actually, it felt very predictable by the time we got to that point. I I kept thinking, okay, this this yeah, this makes sense. I kind of saw this coming, and they had been telling us that for like the of those three or of those yeah three episodes, they really kind of dropped that uh, information on us way early on. Yeah. So I'm just now tediously waiting for them to get to draw the conclusion of that so that's fine and i actually thought it was i, I chuckled at the fact when he said now I go back to the the doctor's cloak when he sends the guy in there to tell him <laughs> that he had killed the second the doctor had killed the second elder because he saw him pull something out of his coat and he goes are you sure you were, he was wearing a coat and he says yes and then ian says well that can't be true because the doctor had left his coat down in the aqueduct when, when he was attacked And he goes, "Oh well, I must have been mistaken. It was the cloak. He had the cloak on." And I'm laughing again because I'm like, Ian just totally setting this guy up because he had just gotten the cloak from the second or from the
2: first elder, who was present in this conversation. So I'm sitting here going, "Okay, it was fun to see Ian jump all over that (laughs) one and
1: not." I mean, because we've made the comments before that Ian, you know, man of action. Yeah, and here he's doing that, but in a completely different way than what we it normally... Because he would normally bash it with a wrench. <laughs> kind of, it was this wonderful like
0: courtroom drama thing, yeah, you yeah. know, where he was just sitting him up. And so, so this is That's a nice little funny... Even though you're sitting there going, even before it's brought up, I know the cloak's going to play into something. And... When he comes in and says the coat, then I go, okay, I know where this is going. So that's predictable. While it's a little bit of fun to watch, it's predictable. So I still feel like we're trundling along. And then you guys hit on the, the very last problem with this is we have spent five episodes telling two different stories only to throw the people that were left behind from the the last crashed ship are the ones in the t- and then we don't do anything with them. We've got crazy commander who who we go
2: get the mountain, fighting
0: go. the war the whole time, and I'm going to get accommodations for oh now no wait you guys are spies for the censorites. and all of that is done in the span of 17 minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? And so we get to the end of that thing,
2: and then we just kind of wrap it up and go on, and the, the we nailed- don't get to see. Carol and John or whatever his name go back to their show. The Man John. The Man John. (laughs) The Nail in the Coffin. Before before I get to the Nail in the
0: Coffin, the... What, I, what you guys talked about, I loved about this. I love the exploration of Susan's character and, the, and the, the building on her character. And I think well, Susan absolutely yeah. shines in this. I think Barbara is such a very strong character in this as well. And she's a, a leader, and then she leaves.
2: <laughs> she will leave, then leave, but she she's left up, on the stage. then she comes back and fixes everything in an episode. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and then she fixes everything, which is great, because then she's back to that strong, okay, do something we character. We couldn't
2: have had Susan down here earlier, because it would have been two episodes. Um,
0: I thought I thought the acting was great, and I and I, I loved the fact that they were setting up these stories, but they didn't go anywhere, and that was the problem. So I was quite enjoying the setup, but then they were either dropped or made no sense. And then, so I loved those about it. So I don't hate this episode. It sounds like I'm just dogging on this episode. It's got ta- a lot of problems. This is with this it. is the these are the problems here, are what makes it a trundling story. Because if you could narrow it down and 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 tell. The stories in the way that I envisioned the is going. It probably would have been a better well, anything that I envisioned <laughs> would have been a better story. But well The Nail in the Coffin though is the very end scene where Ian makes the comment. We we have spent this entire episode Getting along. Getting along, becoming very good friends. The doctor making that wonderful heartfelt statement, what started in a junkyard, you know, yeah. and has turned into a well, drink.
2: It's coming off the heels of the Aztecs where they all pretty much got along and worked together. Exactly.
0: So Except for Barbara.
2: We have <laughs> yeah. we have made what do
0: we st- do
1: that for? Oh
0: Chronologically, we have made strides in the companions and Team TARDIS is really getting along and they're enjoying themselves. And then Ian makes one comment and the Doctor turns 180 degrees. Oh, you think I'm not? A, that's a he. Told, oh, you can just get off on the next stop. Way then. too sensitive. Way too abrupt. Way too 180. And and it, it really felt like because this is the last story of the season, I believe the first season. I really believe they felt like they needed to bring that tension back into the crew so that we could revisit that again next season. When, when the, the show's coming in, in, you know, back in 1964. Three. Four, four. Three. Four. 1964. No, 1960. Yeah, when we bring it back 64. to... Yeah, 64. This, this aired in 64. Yeah, so when we, when we bring it back... sixty five. The The following season, we've got something to rehash again is yeah. what it really feels like. And so that's the nail on the coffin of this is the ending is like uh, the Doctor did not, need, it needed to be a uh, just kidding and, and he says oh my boy, you're just, you know, and then that's what I wanted at the end there. But instead we got this whole, okay. Actually there's we one more back to the status quo. Uh,
2: there's one more story in the season. What was the next one? Uh, Reign of Terror. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's that right. ended the season. That's right, it was Reign of Terror. Was next. It's, it, that's not on Hulu, that's why I was thinking that was the last.
0: So yeah. In a nutshell, I the there was enough enjoyable of this story that I don't hate it, but I there are so many things that add to that whole I I this I unfortunately I just watched this last year, and now we put it on the schedule. I was thinking oh, I've got to trundle through six episodes just so that I can refresh my memory on what all happened so that I'm fresh for this week in the show. So. There you go. There's mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there, like I said, there are a lot of things that I want to praise. And, and one of them is the writing of the characters. It would have been very easy to set up these telepathic monsters who instill fear and done a whole bunch of Susan and Barbara cowering in corners oh, and yeah. streaking. And you gone, and oh, yeah. I mean, yeah you you, down, you yeah. really could have done that. And you could have instead,
2: the whole episode crossing a chasm.
1: we could have done that but instead you got Susan being a very strong you know, really the linchpin to the whole thing is that she's the one that the telepathy kicks in and you know she can understand what's going on with her and Barbara, as you said being the leader up on the ship and kind of taking charge and it put Team TARDIS in a really nice kind of position that just right off the bat they weren't affected by this Oh, yeah. you know that we we didn't have to go there with it. Right. It was just like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm immune. Let's go. That really kind of put a, a nice spin on it. Um, I liked the, the the rocket ship crew. I thought that uh, that Maitland and, and Carol were, you know, pretty pretty cool. And and poor the man John. John,
0: know? I that was that was an intriguing. Been as well, and and well, I, I like how they I like how they use the fact that John could sense the bad guys and the good guys, and yeah. it really felt like that was going to be. Actually, they did a nice job of this. Is I really felt like that was going to be our barometer, and that's how we were going to figure out who the bad guy was. And then when John's cured, <laughs> I'm remember. like, oh no, <laughs> how are we going to tell who the bad guy is now? Because they all look alike, and he's wearing a sash now.
1: So unfortunately, we kind of tripped into that ending yep. of that pretty pretty quick. It was yep. like, oh, I threw one over your eyes, but now i want to give it to you anyway. It's like, oh. <laughs> um, I was glad that we didn't drag out for too long, anyway, the water. <laughs> because yeah. as soon as they said, oh, we only drink from the pure spring water, and I'm screaming at the table, it's the water, it's doctor, the water. hurry yeah. up and figure this <laughs> out. That was another and he starts to go through the, well, it could be this, it could be, we didn't we ate the same, no, he you ate the fruit before he did. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't let this be like three episodes of him trying to bring And then he goes, oh, it's the water. And I went, oh, thank yeah. you. All <laughs> of the same episode. You know? yes. And then to follow that up with an actual science Science montage. scene, you know? Here's the doctor doing science. I was like, man, we haven't had one of these since perch week. <laughs> in the backwards way that we wash things. So it was cool to get that. That here's, here's Hartnell in a lab. And it's not the TARDIS, it's some other lab. And yeah. he's, he's doing science stuff. I love how the irises dilate. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what is that? The irises. Did he just the irises. say the irises dilate? <laughs> the irises of your eyes, they
2: dilate.
0: You didn't know that. I'm right, I did that. And I went okay. I'm just gonna let that one go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was quite a few flub lines oh, in this, not just flub lines. from uh, Hartnell either. Hartnell
0: called the. Uh, Cheston
2: at one time instead of <laughs> Chesterton. At least he didn't say Chesterfield. <laughs> but the censorites, a lot of it, they stumbled over their stuff.
1: The censorites had a lot of flub lines. Susan had a lot of flub lines. I it, didn't it's,
2: notice the censorites so much. I didn't, I didn't notice Susan, Susan had one.
1: It, it, it seemed like as it went on that maybe everybody was tired of working on this one because they were all kind of getting the end of a long season. And they were all like, oh, more I, I dialogue. Wish I, I
0: wish I'd wrote this down, but there was one line that I'm certain that Ian or that uh, William Russell covered for William Hartnell because he says something and then almost answers the same question, which to me felt like it should have been the Doctor's line, and then the Doctor goes on from there as though Ian kind of fed him the line by taking the line, and then he the uh, William Hartnell figured out what was next, and so then carried it on. And I wish I would have wrote that down because it was one of those moments that I went, I bet this is one of those times where. William Hartnell forgot the line and was helped out right there on the spot. And I, I, the life of me, can't remember what it was, but it was it was just one. It wasn't like obvious, but knowing that what we know about what was happening to Mm -hmm. William Hartnell at the time, now it was one of those like I bet that was one of those moments where he was kind of fed the line so that he could continue on.
1: Well, and it just kind of reiterates how awesome, you know. Wayne Russell is well, not just him, but yeah. the supporting cast to be able yeah. to do.
0: Because it seems like, from what I understand, a lot of them were doing that. A for lot of them had to do it. They for were him, just yeah. kind of helping him along. So,
1: yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to go back and rewatch this. I think. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll be really. I'm kind curious of on the fence on if I would want yeah, to own, own it and
2: rewatch it. Because while I, for the most part, enjoyed it going through it the first time, I don't know how much. Re- more enjoyment, there will be re You guys might notice how, because this is actually my third watching, because I saw this
0: many, many years ago, and then I saw it last year because I wanted to, uh, I was going back up through the Hartnell stuff because I was enjoying Hartnell. It was back back about the same soon after we had uh, seen Adventures of Time and Space, and oh, so I yeah. was going back and enjoyed a lot of the Hartnell stuff, and it was at that time that I remembered, okay, I remember a lot of problems with this, and so this on this third viewing, it was
2: really tough because it was like <laughs> In fact, I think I played a lot of Dr. Wilk. so I watched it this time. <laughs> I might have to take a few years before returning to it.
1: Well, Mel was really frustrated because she, she did not make it through all three episodes two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, she fell asleep. She very... fell asleep in the third episode. And I kept trying to explain to her, I was like, you really didn't miss much because the episode took this left turn. But I she thought you fell
2: asleep at one
1: point. She, she was right there for all of one and two. But then she stayed with it for three, four, and five. So, or for four, five, and six. So again, maybe it's just that, that tonal shift is so different that. Yeah. You know, breaking it up in some ways helps, but you got to break it up between 1 and 2. Yeah. <laughs> and but four, I, 3, and 6. But I
0: wonder if that's maybe also why you guys don't... Uh, I think you guys acknowledge that it did, but you maybe don't notice the how much it trundles. I keep saying trundle, but just drags. But maybe you don't because you guys did break it over over, it over up. Yeah. The, yeah. two weeks, so you did 3 and I think 3, that which did probably actually... Uh, Makes it you know go down a little easier <laughs> when you take well, it in smaller and I, buses.
2: And I'm sure when it originally aired week to week, it'd be a, it'd be very interesting to so, watch for somebody to watch this that way and get their reaction now.
0: And I think that's certainly true with a lot of stories that we have said, oh, that just could have you know benefited from being one less story because a lot of times we watch these things in large chunks, you know, small chunks or you know chunks at a time or one large thing even thing. if we, even yeah. if we break it up over two weeks we're
1: technically still reviewing an omnibus right. edition exactly. you know? yeah. so, exactly. there's something to be maybe said for doing them episode by episode maybe that would be an interesting experiment to go back and we'll Someday, spend yeah. we'll spend a whole year and every week you get one half-hour episode <laughs> in sequence. Well, it's, it's always been my
0: wish that eventually down do the road story with this podcast we do. I actually I, I think it would be fun to do start from the beginning and go from beginning to end and do one week at a time and just just kind of see you know where it is and what that experience is like. Now I don't know that we can do one episode one week at a time. That'd take us years to do, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, at the very least, sit down from beginning to end and kind of give a different look at it look at him in a different way.
2: You mean chronologically?
1: What's that? <laughs> no, no, no. We don't do that. <laughs> we
2: don't do that we sort of thing here. here.
1: Well speaking of chronologically, let's jump.
2: <laughs> way forward. Past the fifth doctor, there. <laughs> Chron- chronologically, we are doing it chronologically. Red. The citizens of the Needle are all chipped to prevent them from committing violence. When the Seventh Doctor and Metal arrive, they arouse interest as on, as the only people able to cause harm. Is that all we get? Yeah, that's the...
1: That's <laughs> the whole synopsis. No,
2: that's not the official one. That's the short version. Of the short version. Because the other one was four paragraphs. Oh, that was oh a lot.
1: Dun, dun,
0: dun. I, I might, yeah. I'm, my, I'm right there with you. That, one's this, that would be my... It's, it's as it as well.
2: part of why I enjoyed this, I think, was having watched Paradise Tower so recently. And so it feels very much like a Seventh <laughs> Doctor story. They show up in this building, and it's some weird complex, and there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's what his thing is. I finally figured out what Sylvester McCoy's <laughs> trope of story is. It's that.
0: It's that. So it's happy to stroll. Paradise Towers and red,
2: red. Yeah, I, I'm. The, 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 I the, guess there should be more to make it a trope, but uh, you know,
1: there was even a line where um, after Mel even falls off the, sure the building, the galaxy is a little bit little because bit, it's one it's centralized one, location, bit,
0: yeah. one specific location.
1: Um, after Mel falls off the building onto the passing dirigible, um, there was even a line where the guy says, "Oh, Paradise, too much for you," and I went, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> "Maybe this is like a weird." We went back
2: prior to us being there. Cause maybe, maybe maybe it is paranoid, Or uh, maybe they got chipped afterwards because of all the gang violence. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of, for a little bit, before we fully explored where they were going with it, I thought they were going Cybermen. Like a precursor kind of spare parts type thing of this species was... Or these humans were slowly becoming Cybermen with their replacing their or removing their anger and everything that it was kind of the initial step or we were somehow probably from recently rewatching into the Dalek we're inside a Cyberman's head and this was all some sort of brain stuff.
1: Would have been kind of interesting. It would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Um yeah, there's Keith trying to get cybermen. Yeah, <laughs> I well, I, I I can see where he's coming from because the doctor even makes that one comment about that's how you you know you 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 try to better yourselves by stripping away all these things that you think make that's you weak. Totally cybermen. And, then, and well, so yeah, I can see where you know, I think
2: that was an
0: allusion okay. to that. that oh, yeah, and the Implying, Daleks. Yeah. And, you know, I think he was a lot of in a different lot of things, things.
2: But my mind probably went cybermen. Your mind probably went Daleks. It, yeah, that was the first thing I thought. About. <laughs> But I found this story rather enjoyable, although a bit uncomfortable to listen to at times. I think it was the moments of the Doctor being so mad and so angry. Good intent. Far beyond survival. Angry. Which, considering this is supposed to take place before it, is... I, I had some struggles with, because it didn't quite... It felt like it was late Seventh Doctor stories, but Mel's there, so it's not late seventh Doctor story. So it almost feels out of character. For it, it helps set the groundwork for how the Doctor becomes in the future. But it almost is too much, too strong. See, that's that's actually
0: why I like this story and where they've placed it. Based on that same idea, because if you just watch the television series, there you see this like almost change in the Doctor because we're because of the situation of where the, the stories were going and the, everything going on behind the scenes and, and them wanting to change the approach to the Doctor to kind of make him less clown-like and more dark. But what I appreciate with this story is this really kind of qualifies the idea that it's always been there. He's always been like this. Even in the early days of his seventh incarnation, he still had that capacity for this. this. Yeah, he's, he's been walking this line. And so that actually almost makes it a lot more palatable that you don't so much have this happy fun clown doctor and then this suddenly you know dark he wasn't ever brooding because he was still had that clown aspect of yeah. it that that dark there's a dark side i'm walking an edge here aspect which i always grumpy. thought was, was yeah. yeah well he's not even grumpy nah. but but uh but but can be dark can be dark and angry when necessary and so this almost qualifies the idea that that doctor's
2: been there all along. So and I it, kind of appreciated that. By, by the end of it, I got to a point of the red is bringing it out of him. It's yeah, there and yeah. it's buried, and it's yeah. not like it's on the surface ready to pop out at any moment. Right, it's right. buried, and the red is digging this up. Well, it doesn't. It, it makes that shift
0: a lot. Smoother yeah. than, than, than just going, okay, one I, I, season were this and one season were that.
2: If it would have been, if I would have, I didn't know where it placed in the, his run until now. Um, but had it been an A story fresh off the series or mid-series, it would have fit totally. I wouldn't have had an initial problem and had that. to find a kind of retcon in my mind for it. But according to, the, the, to Wikipedia, this is his third adventure as a Seventh Doctor. And Paradise Towers is next. So it still seems kind of early, even now seeing that. I, I, Like I said, I can fix it in my mind that I like the idea and the exploration. It just seems a bit too much out of character.
1: Technically, this is um, the fifth one. Fifth one? Because he has five previous adventures with Mel, including The Fires of Vulcan...
2: Well, I think, well, according to, because, hold on, let me pull, let's see if I can pull up a list.
1: Uh, where this one is actually set is between Unregenerate and Paradise oh, well, Tower, so you're, you're, the you're correct that, there.
0: At the time that the the, the wiki is, because uh, Fires of Vulcan actually came later in the line, didn't Oh, no, 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 no I'm sorry, no, Red was, is 85. See, I'm thinking of Red Dawn, which we're going
1: to. Yeah, uh, that's we're getting to way, that one. Yeah. But yeah, Fires of Vulcan, Bang Bang A Boom, Flip-Flop, and then Unregenerate all happened before Red. Now, I purposely waited because I know we're trying to get... I'm trying to give Keith as much continuity (laughs) as I can when it comes to the big finish stuff at the very least. But I did purposely skip over Unregenerate for a reason, uh, which we will get back to at a a, a, a later date. We're not quite ready for for that one for other guards. But I wanted to throw Seventh Doctor One in there, and we're kind of also.
2: Well, you thought you were throwing fifty. See off. this, well, call, yeah, that's true. According spiritual. to the Wikipedia, uh, according to just Wikipedia, uh, "Bang, bang, and boom" is after "Paradise Towers."
0: Really? Is that Wikipedia? Or is it TARDIS Data Core? That's a Wikipedia. Don't that go to
2: Wikipedia. Well, TARDIS Data I've never, I haven't found a chronological. It's always just the audio chronology. Well, but if
0: you read within the context of the text, it always tells well, you Well, I try not how. to. Yeah, well, that's. The, you're right. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm and, just trying to find the list. Yeah, TARDIS, TARDIS Core. the nice thing is, they Wikipedia is infallible because even though there's probably fans that are creating those pages, it's enough of a wide open source that you have to kind of, when you're looking for a little more of continuity, you have to go to a more funneled area, and, and TARDIS... Uh, database, T- TARDIS data core, the, the, the Doctor Who wiki actually is more reliable in that way. Mm-hmm. So Well
1: there's definitely at least one more then because Unregenerate is definitely set before this one. In yeah. fact I, I was a little uncomfortable because I haven't listened to Unregenerate yet, but I know some of what it uh, details. And when it opens with Mel talking about you're wigging out on me again, I was like, oh man, are we gonna <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna wind up blowing a blowing a secret but
0: well i know about regener- regenerate and that is a reference to that but where it, yeah it's, it's, it's okay
1: it's, it, we, we we wound up not covering much of it so it was okay but at any rate um once again i think the best thing in this with the performances uh, so mr mccoy was fantastic and wow let's let's name the the Let's name the story and the condition something with an R so that he can can really get into it. Um,
0: Which is actually, to me, was a little jarring because he was in sync with each person that was being uh, motivated by the red, by the bad guy, by the energy. And he was always synced to that person. And so what they did is they would switch back and forth between the dialogue of the person that was infected and him being synced to them. And the other guy saying, red, red, red. And he's going, rrr, red, rrr, red. And I almost had that moment. to, or I kind of had that feeling of, Sylvester, you probably shouldn't have. I mean, fine to roll the R, but you Maybe, probably didn't have to much. push it. It was almost a little bit too much for me. And it was very noticeable because... One thing that I like about Sylvester is sometimes I don't always pick out when he's rolling the R's, and sometimes he does it intentionally because it's a character trait, and I like that. But in this one, while he sometimes overemphasizes it in other dialogue, and you go, "Oh, there's that roll," you know. Yeah. This time he was like doing the overemphasis and then adding to it, and so to me that was a little too much. So that bothered me about about that performance. See, it but-
1: didn't bother me, and I. I- I, I agree with you, there are times when it's so noticeable that it's like, eh, and then there are other times when it just kind of sneaks in this one, I liked the fact that it was so overemphasized because I felt like that really heightened the how uncomfortable I was with the doctor acting and behaving this way mm-hmm. and, and you know, obviously possessed or, or or so tied in with that, that he was uncomfortable with it and that he was it felt like he was struggling against it but when well, you mentioned, you know, kind of tough to listen to at times, yeah. that this is one of those reasons why. Where it was like,
2: I don't want my doctor to be scary <laughs> and he's scary. <carrying> right <laughs> well, in that moment after the first one, where he, the, the, where he talked, where he's talking about how the guy that wouldn't have known had to snap the neck of the worm for me. Yeah, and that was such. He played that so powerfully. that It was like it made you feel so bad for the doctor. I mean, that's at the just same so
0: time. It's, it's done so well that he. You, you are scared of him at the same time you feel so bad for it yeah. because you, you realize how out of control he was of it.
2: What'd you guys think of slow?
0: That was weird.
2: That was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a neat idea. It I don't is. know if i
0: buy into it that much. Conceptually it was it was cool, but I'm I'm with you. It's like I don't it was almost too surreal that it almost made it it kind of hampered its plausibility. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: It's one of those things that had it been a TV drug where they just said, well, it makes you experience time in a different manner. And then we would have got some visual along with it versus the audio where, well, we almost felt like we had to throw a little more techno babble in there to kind of clear it up. And the idea of this crystalline nervous system, it's like
2: say what? And and that's going to help Mel's spine. How, uh, Actually, that's, well, that, it was, that. its
0: initially given to her so that she can regain power over her legs because yeah. she's paralyzed. Yeah, uh,
2: fuse fused their discs, yeah. right? Yeah, but
0: actually, I—I I disagree. Well, I think that uh, I agree with you in the in the statement that this one, whereas it was a TV episode, it would have been more of a throwaway, and this one. Injected the Techo babble. I almost expected them to go a little further and explain it a little more, and they didn't. And I was actually grateful for that because I was already in my mind trying to rectify the plausibility yeah. of it. So by not pushing the the point and giving me too much about it to try to explain it away, I actually felt like I was a little better with it. That they they did. They, I mean, they added the crystalline. Um, structure and all that. See, that for me was was, okay. was was
1: was almost too much because it started part of my brain trying to chase that down that rabbit hole going, but how does that affect, why does that have anything to do with the time travel, right. or, well not time yeah. travel but the, the time element, of why, would you, well, why would that but, cause that? And it's like, you don't need to worry about any of that, you just need to roll with it and yeah. I think if they had not gone there. But Sean,
0: they didn't really use that to explain the time element, that was more of the the process of the drug taking effect. Right. Well, the time was actually effect. more of
1: a side effect, is exactly, what it sounded like. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's why they that, took it. That's because why I was of side okay effect. with
0: that because it was it was almost the process of how the d- drug uh, works within your body, not necessarily the effects that it does. So I did. That's why I felt like it wasn't over explained. It's kind of what what the drug is doing to your body, not necessarily what it's doing to your mind. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It was trippy. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that we got this... Such a surreal, almost... Pseudo-sexual response to the fact that... Oh, you haven't been chipped? You could hurt me. Yeah. I mean, these people were yeah. really excited about the idea of that. And, and uh, it, it, it it took a while to kind of... What? <laughs> And then, as more of the plot unrolled, and it was like, oh, I understand now why this is becoming a deal. And, you know, the, okay, yeah, okay, I say, so then it, when we get to the end, there's almost a joke about it when, uh, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Vi. Vi is like, oh, have a seat. I didn't know I, you know, you're in such a thing. It's <laughs> like, oh, God, here we go again. You know, she's going to be.
0: I really thought Vi was they, that was. they did a good job of. Um, making you think that Vi is where the yeah. you know, entity was residing. Totally thought oh, that because was not only do they say the, they they say it's residing in, in in a resident, the next scene is her, and so it was very well calculated in the sense that we're going to make you think that this you you figured this out who this is is, and so when you find out somebody that it's, who's really that fascinated really with is, the violence, yeah. and was it Celeste? Was it the what was the girl's name? Uh, Celia. 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 Yeah. When you find out that it's Celia, you're like. Well, that was just right there all along, but you, pretty, you, you basically pulled me off to this other side and said, "Oh, you've got this figured out." Oh no, you don't. Guess what? It was where initially. Well, and and then for the where st- it's been all along,
2: hidden in plain sight. I was pleasantly surprised by that, and kind of sad because I liked Celia. So I much. did
1: like Celia. Yeah. And, and
2: then I thought, oh well, then okay, she's a really good character, and she doesn't like this. She, they're gonna not that she's gonna. Figure out a way to stop it, and they killed her. <laughs> sad. yeah. And and then it went down this really dark path of killing everyone. <laughs>
0: well, that, that, that was another very few problems I have with this story. But my other problem with that story is there's way just just based on the character of the Doctor, there was way too much dialogue while while white noise is offing yeah. so many people yeah. in the in the uh, needle, and the Doctor is having these conversations as. Less talk, more action, Doctor. I mean, I just kept thinking that because you hear it in the on, background, it you know, the, this yeah. number dead, this number dead, this number dead, and, and it I'm didn't thinking, sound like it was something simple
1: like turning somebody off. Right. right. No, there were there were screams coming oh, yeah. from the other end was, of that PA system as this chip yeah. burned out, and it was just like, uh, Doc, come on, come on, come on, yeah, come on, come on. I was on. doing
0: the same thing. So that was the not not a fault to the storytelling, but fault in the characterization of the doctor I really yeah. thought he should have been acting quicker
1: or maybe just structurally how that was that if there was exposition there that needed to come out but you should have done that before yeah <laughs> the white noise started
0: <laughs> or it could have been just as simple as thinking you had the power shut down and then it coming back you know kind yeah. of that, the thing we complain about about Die Hard, how the villain <laughs> dead until he's dead
1: yeah we could we could have fixed that you know
2: Anything else? I find it weird that we didn't really get a resolution for the Chip and the Doctor. Because he kind of wanders off, and it's still there, right? Yeah. Makes me wonder if we're going to revisit that in audio later. Could be. Could be. Could be something that
0: was left open intentionally to revisit later.
2: I think that's all I had. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I don't know that, I mean... I was kind of on the fence with it after, right after I listened to it because it was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, know. I liked it, but yet it was unsettling. Yeah. But I think I liked that it was unsettling. So.
0: Well, and and where I felt.
1: Uh, it's yet another in a long line of good big finish. Ideas. Well, <laughs> where I felt
0: it <laughs> uh, was it Necromancia that was uh, I, I said it was just gruesome. Yeah. Uh, by the yeah. end of it, I was a little off put by it. Yeah. This one. While I still feel it was it was a bit dark and and unsettling, it didn't get to the point of gruesome and off putting. And so I appreciate that because it 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 made you think and it put you on edge, but it didn't push it so far that you were like, Oh, I'm just completely turned off by that. And so I really appreciate that. I think that was good storytelling. And I, I'm with you guys. I think the yeah. performances were
1: phenomenal. And another really good job of world building. Yeah. I, I, I oh, totally yeah. bought into the, the settings of this and the way that the, 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 the needle and the city and the fact that these were the upper echelon of the cloud people and that everybody else went down to the city to live and that they were, you know. But then these were kind of the more civilized folk because they chose not to <laughs> commit crimes. Admittedly, we had a rough patch, but <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> Um. Honest though, honest. Oh, yeah, I mean that's what I like. Yeah.
2: on oh, and the exploration of the tower itself, and how it worked, and how it conveyed people to different places. It was that was such a cool idea. Another one.
0: Sorry, I'm dropping time crystals left and right here. Of
2: course, now I got to finish this one
0: because I'm not done. Sean, what do we got coming up on the schedule?
1: Well, coming up on the schedule, uh, in our typical traveling the vortex fashion, next week we were going to go back and uh, catch a fourth Doctor story, Underworld with the fourth Doctor and Lila, uh, which we have not reviewed yet, and uh, we will do that for Friday Night Who. So again, if you uh, have access to Underworld or have a copy or can buy a copy and get it by Friday, we start at midnight, press play, and join us on Twitter.
0: I'm actually quite excited by this one because I have not seen this one since I was a kid.
1: Oh. I don't think I have either. I think this is another one that's lost one of the, to the It's, one of those <laughs> very, <laughs> it's in there somewhere.
0: It's one of those very few fourth Doctor stories that I haven't seen again since yeah. I've seen it the first round, so. Well, my first run. It wasn't really first run.
1: Uh, and then our uh, show next week for two fifteen. We will be reviewing Underworld and uh, one more big finish, uh, the Fourth Doctor audio adventure number four, Energy of the Daleks, which is also a Fourth Doctor and the story. So, Ben, you, you, you got a Fourth Doctor in there. You can jump in on You own this one. Um, and it's
0: Daleks, yeah. And
1: it's Daleks, yeah. <laughs> I was holding on to it for a long time, thinking, oh, I should pair this up with a Daleks story, and it was like. Eh. <laughs> it, it
0: occurred to me It occurred to me that you like me <laughs> Because We finally started the 8th Doctor And the first two s- stories of that Was the uh, Daleks And then we get in a 4th Doctor Story with the Daleks And then Keith and I in a few weeks Are going to be reviewing *Into of War That's almost all Daleks <laughs>
1: Then we will enter a dry spell <laughs> So I will be tired of much, much like the show, they will go away they, for a while. Much like while.
0: the show, we'll say, "Okay, we've had enough
1: <laughs> We need to retire them for a little bit, and instead bring on the Cyberman." Yeah. Um, I started into the war. You're gonna love the beginning. It's a good. Yeah.
0: Well, there's one particular thing that I think you will squee over.
1: Oh, I like squee <laughs> Is it available in it's French? An, it's an old friend, I think, <gasps> or
0: a version of an old friend. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I know.
1: Um, so that that's next week, and then uh, the following week is uh, Gallifrey One, and uh, Mel and I fly out Thursday, and uh, we we've, we've kind of sort of got our itinerary because we, we're flying out super early Thursday morning, and uh, we will land at LAX like at eight a.m. Oh wow! So it's it's like. Well, okay. What, change also. what? What? What do we do with ourselves? You know, at this point. Uh, yeah, but
0: you can almost fly out of here at a.m. and get there at a.m. Because yeah, of almost. The because because of the
1: <laughs> but uh, uh, Mitch, of course, has uh, volunteered to let us stay with her, so we're oh, very good. excited over that. Our, our hotel our organizations, but she doesn't fly in until one something, so we kind of have oh, this. Mm, what are going to do now? around for a while. <laughs> So uh, we think we're going to go and, and, and dump our stuff at the hotel and ask them to kindly sit on it they will and uh will. and then we'll uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna take a bus and uh jaunt up to the santa monica pier which is not terribly far away from the airport right. and uh, there's you know the rides and the roller coasters and all that stuff up there and you know it's just like the one in grand theft auto 5 <laughs> and uh, apparently there's a bubblegum shrimp on the pier too so we'll have lunch and then go back and meet up with mitch when she lands and We'll call it that that'll be our excursion for the week. So we're very excited. about And then, of course, we'll be a galley for that. While that's going on, you guys uh, get to do Friday Night Who, which I don't know if we'll join in or not. We will certainly try. Uh, but Friday Night Who will be Day of the Doctor. So you get even more dogs. Going going? On uh, but that's because it's unfortunately Much like we only have the one eighth doctor story to do for Friday <laughs> Night Who. Well, we only have one war doctor story to do for Friday Night Who. Uh, so we'll do that. There's and, two.
0: There's two War
1: Doctors. No, you don't get to count the... Name of the Doctor? No. It's his first appearance. No. Well, by that matter, you could also count Knight of the Doctor. That's true. it's <laughs> that so three. True. We
2: a reflection of him, so...
1: But, um, so then you guys That's will like be calling
2: reviewing... calling Caves of Adajani, a six-doctor story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, then you guys will be reviewing Engines of War, and then we'll be talking a lot about uh, galley, I imagine, when we get back. So.
0: Speaking, speaking of that, um... You guys did, well, or we did strong-arm the girls (laughs) in to put that on the book. That is this month's book club
2: selection.
0: Brittany put a post in because, as Chrissy alluded to, she's going to be busy, so she's put the other gals in charge. And uh, Brittany put a post up announcing that that would be the book of the month. So, as she said, and I'm just paraphrasing, uh, it's kind of timely that we're reviewing that this month. However, you might, in order to avoid spoilers, want to try to get that read the first part of the month. So that by the time we talk about it, you won't have to wait to listen to our episode. You can yeah. be right on on track.
2: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> or save a little goodie of Traveling the Vortex for later.
1: Anything else? Uh, Ice Warriors is coming up. Uh, Looking forward Red to that Dawn. one. And Red Dawn. And Red Dawn. Which I
0: have heard. I have listened
1: to. So... All right. Oh, and I <sighs> suppose uh, if, uh, the, the Beyond the Doctor for Patrick Troughton in the middle of the ice wars. I suppose I should mention that. Put it situation. out
0: there so that people have an opportunity to get it. Yeah.
1: Um, we, we, we heavily weighed our options uh, as far as uh, screen time. No, we and didn't. No, we didn't.
0: Sean, Sean <laughs> asked for recommendations, and Keith didn't answer him, but I said, I don't know which
2: one of them has the most screen time. So was <laughs> you- I was asleep, and by the time I got up, the schedule was posted. Ah.
1: We, we, we think we're going to do uh, – we'll, we'll be best served. We don't think we're going to do it. We're going to do it. But we think we'd be best served by doing Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, uh, which Patrick Trouton has apparently throughout. out. And um, there was another one that we were looking at, but he dies relatively early in that one. And we went, eh. <laughs> we we want to really, really make this fair. Give him a chance to do something. So, uh, Send Bed in the Eye of the Tiger will be our uh, our Beyond the Doctor. So, if you get the opportunity, dig that one up, see if you can find a copy. That's probably a little more readily available. A little more readily available. Especially
0: in the U.S. than Carry On Sergeant.
1: Uh, Then that'll be our uh, our, 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 uh, episode 218 review. So, you've got some time on that one.
0: All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn.
1: I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you.
0: Red, red, red.